Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It used to be chill. It's all up in smoke. I think it's still fun. Panting's a joke. I was cool. Oh, yeah. No time to be cool. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Parenting is a Joke. I'm a barbecue sauce, Dofira Eisenberg. So heads up this episode. I am currently at the beach. Well, no, not really. Right now, I am in a windowless recording studio. But by the time this airs, I'll be at the beach. Ah, so relaxing. All of us here at the show are taking some sort of summer vacation right now. One is camping. One is at a national park. A couple of us are at the beach or hiding in the basement while our family's on the beach. That's my dream. And I'm sure all of our vacations will be some lovely mixture of struggling to sunscreen our children, finding sand everywhere, poison ivy, 4 p.m. cocktails, fixing bikes, and questioning whether it was worth it to leave home at all. So Eat those $15 chicken fingers, Lucas. They're expensive. The last time I was at a beach vacation, I was at an Airbnb last summer. And you know how they do not have blinds or curtains in the bedrooms of most Airbnbs? I don't get it. But we had to figure out a solve for that for the child. So I went to Staples and bought those blackout blinds that are made by Post-it Note. You know, they just have literally tape that you can just put it on a window. And great! Super cheap, affordable option. Threw them on the windows, blacked them out, slept great. We went to leave, and so I uh, ripped them off to throw them in the garbage. And when I ripped them off, all the paint came with it from the window frame of the Airbnb. And I was freaking out. I was like, what do we do? It looked bad. So we found this uh, closet. You know how every Airbnb has some door that has a padlock on it? Yeah, well, we got into that. Can't even get into how that happened. And uh, there was paint. There was paint. We found the one that we thought was the window frames in that room, and we repainted the window frame. Does that make us the best Airbnbers or the worst? I don't know. But let me tell you, what a relaxing beach vacation that was. Ah, 
can't wait to return. So while we are relaxing, we wanted to give you something to listen to. So sit back and enjoy one of our favorite interviews with comedian Roy Wood Jr. We'll be back with a new episode on July 18th. And you know what? There's only a few episodes left in season one. Can't believe it. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you soon. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Guess what? I'm in the studio, like physically, with a guest, which is rare these days. It is comedian, actor, podcaster. You know him from The Daily Show. He's got a podcast called Roy's Job Fair. His film is called Confess Fletch. It's Roy Wood Jr. 
Well, hello. Well, hello. How are you doing? Good morning. Yes. uh, (laughs) This is weird to be back in the studio and not talk to you on Zoom normally. I know. (laughs) Like, that's where we are now. Well, this feels more weird than, like, Zoom felt normal. And now it's like, oh, yeah, you can have conversations in person like the olden days three years ago. Well, and the fact that you're here is an extra bonus because I even feel when people are like, can you show up in person? I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Were you just up in my home country, Canada? Yeah, I was up there... Where was I? I was in Vancouver. Nice. Yeah, I, I always end up in Vancouver. I don't get to Montreal as often as I want. I definitely don't get to Toronto. But you're filming, and that's Vancouver. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We were filming, and then I remember being there a couple of years ago filming something for TBS, and we ended up in Calgary, which I had no idea was like some sort of Texas-Colorado <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> that's where I grew up. <laughs> it's Texas, like it just felt like Texas, like it's just barren and food and steak everywhere. They were like, got to try steak. Calgary, eat steak. It's like barbecue in the South or something. Oh, yeah. People wear cowboy hats. I don't get to travel as much since I had a child because it's just, it's such an ordeal. And he's six now. So now he's kind of at the age where, all right, he's going to remember this stuff so I can spend money again on this. So we both have six-year-old kids. Correct. Henry is the name of your son. So, okay. Did you always want to be a father? No. (laughs) There was a period of... I so appreciate that. There was a period where I wanted, like, five kids. This is, like, early in my stand-up days, and, you know, I was going to make it in 10 years, and Mm -hmm. everything was going to be great, and I was going to have all the money. I get on BET's Comic View, and just you watch Comedy Central's going to give me a half-hour special. Yep, bring it on. Then I'm going to get Letterman, and then I'm going to get the sitcom. And, like, it all happened, but then the cause happened, but none of the effect (laughs) happened. (laughs) Right. Like, I booked all those shows, but everything that's supposed to happen after those shows— the gate had already been. Hey, sorry, man. Ray Romano was the last one through. Kevin James. Hey, all right, Kevin James, you come on through. All right, <laughs> the gate's closed on late night success now. So as I got deeper into stand-up, the more I became a little bit more in tune with not having I had five, three. And then, and then my girlfriend at the time, she goes, hey, well, I'm, you know, pregnant. I was like, oh, okay, all right, well, one, Okay. And at that point, I had the Daily Show, so there's a sense of stability yeah. in my head. So it wasn't as, oh, no, not now. It was, there was still a little bit of that, but it wasn't as loud as it was. Because I'm a road comic mm-hmm. by origin. You know, like, I'm not a coastal comic. I'm not a New York or L.A. guy who came up on the scene every night with the same guys, and we all carpooled and split a hamburger. (laughs) Right. You started in Birmingham, right? Correct. Yeah. I was 19. I'm opening one night. You're opening for a 60-year-old alcoholic. The next night, you're opening for a 25-year-old frat boy. So I saw what a child at the wrong time in your career could do to your career. Stop it, I imagine. If you're a responsible, decent human being. Sure. Yes. Right. I'm saying from from that perspective. Now, yeah. if you just don't give a damn. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Good luck with that baby. I got a gig in Paducah tonight. Yeah. I got to perform in Froggies for the comedy zone. <laughs> so there was always an inherent fear of a child being something that 
I have to choose my career over. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel, I believe as an adult, I'm allowed to have the duality of my own happiness as well as the child's. So I owe it to the child to not bring it into a situation where if I choose them, then I'm resentful or worse, doing something I don't want to do because then that chips away at your soul right? a little bit as well. I mean, I, I had a kid older and I always say it's it's hard. It is hard having a kid older because you want this sort of energy of being a 27-year-old. <laughs> but yes. I do – I couldn't have done it. I would have been resentful if I would have had this child as a 27-year-old. I would have been that person that's like, where's my life? Yeah. Where's my life? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. women get asked this all the time. Moms get asked this all the time. How do you balance it? You're doing so much. You're having a career. You have an identity as an entertainer. How do you balance it? I feel like it is not as explicitly asked to fathers. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. That's right. I don't think I've ever been asked, how do I balance it? Now, <laughs> the thing that sucks to a degree is also this assumption that as a father, like as a father, I have to posture how I talk about my child because I'm not with his mother anymore. So I have to posture it in a way that makes sure I'm in his life. Right. That's, you know, my son, I see my son every day. I just saw my son. I'm going to see my son. Saw my son again. Here's a picture of me and my son. <laughs> Because it's like you're leaving a paper trail. Yeah, because the assumption is that just because I have a kid does not mean I'm in its life. Because right. there I'm, you know, as a man, I am preceded by many not as good men when it comes to being present. So I have to make sure that I make that distinction. I don't want to call myself a single father because I feel like it's a disrespect to her. Like single suggests that I'm doing it alone. Right. But you are co-parenting. And I'm, not, and I'm not. I'm co-parenting. And, and so society has not figured out a way to conversationally present the occupation of co-parent. Single parents, yeah, I'm a single mom and I'm just, I'm just, you know, how I did, you've heard of us before, you know, or, and then if you're a single father, it's because, you know, she's dead right. or something. Like it's never the mom is like just a do nothing and they, they exist, but that's not the societal assumption of a single father. Not at all. So I don't want to paint her as dead either, like, or <laughs> irresponsible. So it's, but what's the most concise way? How you doing? I'm Roy, my parent. Also I'm in his life and I see him all the time and I'm the one who taught him these couple of skills. Like there's a little bit of that paranoia that's kind of in my head a little bit now. So are you guys switching weeks, months, days? Are you living close together? Is the kid living traveling? Living close and still figuring the rest of it out. Yeah. I, like, but that part of it is like been like smooth and fine. Like it's not, I don't have that traditional, you know, relationship with, you know, with my son's mother where it's like, man, and she didn't let me do this. So in retaliation, I'm going to do this thing that's petty as well. No. Right. It's literally like I, I, I'm I'm lucky that I had a child with a woman that spectacular. So my only job is right. to try to give her the same peace of mind, which for the most part I do. Like, hey, he's going to be with me. And it's fine. And it's going to be fine. Yeah. I'm not going to feed him 12 hot dogs. <laughs> 
and if you do. I'm ice cream. We might, we might split a hot dog, okay? But I promise, no YouTube. I'm not going to... I'm not going to let him watch YouTube. And like any game we play on the VR headset, I'm there here. Look, this is how you this is how you cast it to an iPad so I can see whatever he sees in the heads. Hey, everything's fine. <laughs> like, so I have to put a little bit more of that sauce on because I am the more loosey goosey. Did your son go to school here in New York? Or? Correct. Correct. Yeah. We had our son. I can tell you exactly when. I got Daily Show September 2015. He was born the following spring. Wow. And at the time, I was still on temp contracts with Comedy Central. And it was going into midterms. No, it was going into the presidential election yeah. in 2016. And so I was like, look, I'm just going to fly out to California once a month and visit y'all. Until like, like when he was born, I'm like, yeah, don't come to New York yet. Because I don't know if I'm good at this job. Right, and and it's a it's, big move. That's a lot. New York rent without a oh New York God. job? I'll pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah you know, totally. I, like, because oh. the, the only way to sustain that is to become a road comic from New York. So it's like, no, don't even, let's just not do that. So point being, you know, election pops, and I'd say somewhere Leading up to the election, I finally got some sense of job security and like, okay, I know how to do this job. Y'all like me? Okay, I like y'all. Okay, we're gonna do this for a couple of years. All right, cool. I'll sign. Hey, all right, good news. <laughs> it's time for us to all be a family. I have a one bedroom. Where's, Guess the, what? where's the crib gonna go? Co sleeping. Don't know. <laughs> Figure it out when you land. I know during the pandemic, you went back to Birmingham for a while because yeah, like we three months. we talked a bit there. Would you ever consider moving back? Yeah, but she wouldn't. I don't, okay. I don't think for what she does in her industry, you know, I don't think that I don't think Birmingham's the right place. We might be able to pull off Atlanta, but, you know, I don't know. I, that's a that's for sure a group thing. Like I would, I would never be in a situation because I would, I would never want to be put in a situation where I'm not in the same city as my child. Right. Period. Full stop. But you, you liked growing up there. Loved it. Yeah. I loved taking him down there. Yeah. You know, I, man, we were just down there um, a couple of weeks ago, and there's a dirt bike track, a free BMX style X Games dirt bike track. You're not getting that in New York. I know. Oh, this is what happens. And his grandma too. bought him a bike, and I put him out there. And it was 10 o'clock in the morning. We went early, and it was already 85. And the high that day was supposed to be 97. Did like three laps. I'm hot. I'm tired. And I go, good. <laughs> this is what outside, this is what outdoors feels like. Because in New York, this isn't real outdoors. I don't respect it. There's too many buildings. There's too much shade to be outside for like hours. That's how I was raised. So... The best I think I'll ever be able to give him is summers and a couple of vacations in the South. But he loves it. it like it, There's bugs. There's crickets. Like you replace every siren and jackhammer in New York with crickets and freight trains. You have three comedy specials. And in your 2017 father figure special at the very beginning, now your son is just a baby, but you, you have this conversation uh, and then it's revealed that you're talking to your little baby son, giving yes. advice. Uh, and it's adorable. 
<laughs> it's so cute. Uh, and then you head off to the stage. But I'm just wondering, to what extent does your son know what you do? Is he coming to with you uh, to any of these sets? Do you like that? I take him. I'm not sure if I want him to do what I do. I don't think he'll be able to do comedy because he has two parents who love him. <laughs> like, And that sounds I, like a joke. No, but it's... It's true. It's... He will have what I believe to be, or has had up until now, a home that is functional enough, More two parents that are more than functionally capable of loving and communicating with him, that I don't think he'll ever have the proper tools and need it. You know, I hate His to go— His reservoir will be too shallow. You need a deep trauma reservoir to pull from to be able—like, there's certain comics that I talk to, and I go, oh, I'm never going to be as good as him, because— Ah, damn, I had my dad for a little while. <laughs> Didn't have him the whole stretch, but I had him just enough to guarantee I'm never going to be as good as him. Which is dark. That's a dark thing to say, but it's the truth. He's been to the Daily Show set once or twice. Yeah. He understands that I do television. He's seen me on TV. He's seen me on my laptop editing whatever the hell thing I'm in or something. So he comprehends that. And then during the shutdown is when it really all started clicking. Because while he's in Zoom school, I'm five feet away from him on green screen talking to Trevor. Right. And there's two cameras. There's lights. It's all set up. And then that night, I turn on the TV and go, look, remember that earlier today? That's our house. So. Yeah. So he could he he understands it. I take him to sound checks now and then. He's not really that interested. So. Perfect. The best memories I have of my father was never doing anything with him. It was going with him places and just being alone with him. So in my brain, I know what worked for me. And I don't know everything that's going to work for him yet, but let me try the stuff that worked for me first. Because my dad used to take me with him to the radio station. This is before I ever had an itch to do. I didn't want to do journalism even because of my dad. I wanted to do it because of Stuart Scott. Mm. And then once I started taking broadcasts, it was like, Oh, damn, I'm just like, my dad, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah, literally. I heard you talk about your dad uh, and an impression that you had of him early about being backstage, watching him about to do an interview with Jesse Jackson. Yeah, 84, presidential, Democratic presidential primary. So were you aware that your father was a very big deal in the field of journalism? I was aware that he was respected. I did not know the magnitude of the people who were showing him respect. Yeah. And no, Jesse Jackson, some dude in a suit who's running for, I'm like, okay. Like the idea of a black person running for president and that my dad was just backstage at a Democratic primary <laughs> speech, Wild. like just a campaign speech. It's just, it's right. unheard of. Yeah. And I can go back and look at pictures of, you know, my father with every prominent black person from the 1950s until he died in 95. My dad either covered him or hung out and had drinks with him. It wasn't fame, per se, in that sense to me. Like, it was just, yeah, it's my dad. That's some dude who knows my dad. The other thing I love doing with my son is just traveling as well. Until my parents got back together in the fourth grade, I was flown to Birmingham every summer as an unaccompanied minor. So once a year, my mom would put me on Eastern Airlines. <laughs> And I would get sent back to Birmingham and I would spend the summer with my dad. 
before going before getting sent back to Mississippi for another for a month with my grandma. And then, you know, like yeah. basically the summer was my mom's downtime. And I just got passed from yeah. relative to relative like a cigarette. Um, like a cigarette. Yeah, I just got passed. <laughs> right, Whose week is it to have the boy? You know, like I flew probably three or four times. I'd say five times total growing up. Yeah. My son is six years old. <laughs> and he's a Delta Sky Miles gold <laughs> medallion member. He's getting into the lounge before you are. My son gets two free check bags, and I'm not even lying to you. That is, yeah. You know what? That I. But you got to create moments. I I commend you on that. I think that is actually the best education that you can get out there is actually (laughs) going places. Hey, girlfriends! It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. 
Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. My son uh, turned six, and a friend bought us this Winnie the Pooh book, uh, Now We Are Six. I don't know if oh, you've read any no. Winnie the Pooh with Yo, your yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, I've read Winnie the Pooh. Do, but do you like know. it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So my son read it, and he says he doesn't like this book because it makes him sad inside. <laughs> and it's because Winnie the Pooh is pretty deep and philosophical. I mean, I, I just was like, why does he feel this way? And then I opened up the first page. The first poem, they're like verse. Mm-hmm. It's called Solitude. Oh, it, no. <laughs> and it's, it goes, I have a house where I go where there's there's too many people. I have a house where I go where no one can be. I have a house where I go where no one ever says no, <laughs> where no one ever says anything. So there's no one but me. Pooh Bear. <laughs> like one lost friend away from a heroin addiction. <laughs> now it's like, are you on your last list? <laughs> so this is called Nietzsche or Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Because uh, Frederick Nietzsche, famous <laughs> philosopher, and then had a lot of amazing quotes. And Winnie the Pooh uh, also. philosopher. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So mm. I'm just going to, re- there's no way you would knew- know this, but I'm just going to give a short quote and we're going to talk about whether it's <laughs> Winnie the Pooh or, or Frederick Nietzsche who okay. said this. Ready, ready. All right, here you go. Some people care too much. I think it's called love. Oh, that's Winnie the Pooh. That is Winnie the that's Pooh. That's At least Nietzsche had some positivity in him. <laughs> had goodness, some hope. Goodness gracious. Nietzsche had some hope. In every real man, a child is hidden that wants to play. That's, pro- that's probably Winnie the Pooh talking trash about Christopher Robin's parent. <laughs> Your, your yeah, dad's a hater. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Why does he have to grow up? Uh, it's actually Nietzsche. That's a Nietzsche. Ah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now you know what's happening. I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I have been. Ooh, that's ooh, that's deep. I one. know. That's close. I'm gonna go Nietzsche. Winnie the Pooh, my Whoa. friend. That is a Pooh. Really? Yeah. That is early poo, too. First album. I don't know what early poo. First (laughs) album, that's right. When they were still trying to figure out what they got going. All truly great thoughts are conceived while walking. That's Yanni. (laughs) (laughs) No, not Yanni. That's not from Yanni Live at the Acropolis. Uh, I feel like that's something that's on my Fitbit. Uh, Say it one more time. All truly great thoughts are conceived while walking. That's Winnie the Pooh, because he's always walking. That's from Twilight of the Idol by Frederick Nietzsche. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. See? I know. trash at this game. Why don't we just read our kids Nietzsche is, I think, the point here. <laughs> all right. There's a couple more. The higher we soar, the smaller we appear to those who cannot fly. Ooh, now that's Nietzsche. Winnie the Pooh ain't that deep. That's right. And not enough flying characters. No. That's right. No, Except for that just, owl. But Tigger, when he's on that crack, he can hop pretty high. <laughs> that is my son. I think that's supposed to be the uh, the animal um, equivalent of a like five six year old. Yeah, some ADHD type situation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're funny things. Accidents. You never have them till you're having them. 
<laughs> sounds like Winnie the Pooh. That's Winnie the yeah, Pooh. That's Pete. Yeah, that's that is Pooh. No, that is not Winnie the Pooh himself. That is Eeyore, my favorite character. Eeyore would have been a stand-up comic because Eeyore is the saddest. Yeah, he would have been a Stephen Wright at the most from an energy <laughs> standpoint, maybe a Hannibal Burrs. <laughs> you know, just really one-liners, deadpan. <laughs> All right, here's your last one. I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. I believe I've said this, by the way. I've said this because my son has been doing some experimentation Ooh. with lying. I'm not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. Give me Nietzsche. That's a Nietzsche. Ah. Nietzsche talking to his child, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know if that was Nietzsche writing a children's book. Is your son, uh, does he lie a little bit or is he? A little bit. I caught him running the water pretending as if he was washing his hands one day. <laughs> After coming in from outside, because oh, he's just, okay. I'm just ready to play. Oh. I'm like, I know, but you still have to wash your hands. The COVID lie. He's just scared that he's going to miss something. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get him to slow down. That's why we do chess. That's why we do all of the puzzles and stuff that just force you. To take into, a minute. To take a minute. Well, and you, I know from talking to you in the past that you love puzzles. Yeah, Absolutely. So how, how intricate are your puzzles? Uh, we're still doing the 750 panoramics. I'm not going higher what? than that. That's... Like, like these people do thousand piece puzzles that are all blue. Can't, like can't stand it. A full puzzle that's one shade. Like that's just psychopath behavior. Yeah, why? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Some people like pain. <laughs> I want to finish this puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> and then see, I want to be able to stand back and go look at the yeah, picture we glue made. it and then frame it. And exactly. Then, exactly, because we all need art. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Roy. Well, thank you. It's so nice talking to you. Good to I, see you again. Good to see you too. In I'll person this time. I know. That is our show. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your most precious commodity, your time. We want to hear from you. Tell us a highlight or a lowlight from your Halloween. Visit our website, parentingisajokepod.com. You can find out how to leave us a real voice message, or you can send us a voice memo, and it does not have to be funny. It just has to be real. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. Pass this along to someone you think could use a laugh. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at Parenting is a Joke, and on Twitter at Parenting Joke. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our production assistant is Abigail Shepard. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 